Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Forestry podcast. I'm your host, Seth Stevenson, the communications coordinator for the Arkansas Forestry Association. And we're back this month with a new topic and a new voice of forestry. This month, we're going to tackle the topic of reforestation. So we're going to create a nice little base layer of knowledge for you guys on what that means, what what that's doing out in our, in our lands today. Uh, and today, I'm actually joined by Jeff Cravey with IFCO Seedlings. He's the Western Gulf Genetic Investment Advisor. Jeff, thank you for joining me today. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I know you do a lot of traveling, so we really appreciate you stopping by and uh, helping us out talking awesome. about reforestation. It's great. I'd- I, I look forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jeff, um, as always, I kind of gave you a brief, brief heads up before we started today. But as always, we like to get a little bit of background history on our, our guests. So if you could tell us your history uh, in the business. Sure. I started my career in uh, Georgia. I graduated from Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College. And um, I started working for the state of Georgia in, in a seedling orchard. And uh, I moved about six months later to F&W Forestry Services. where I was a consulting forester, and I worked with them 29 years before I um, resigned and started working for IFCO Seedlings as the Western Gulf Genetic Investment Advisor, and um, I've been with them six years now. Wow, okay. And and like I said, you kind of travel all over the South. You said you work in Louisiana and Texas primarily, is that right? Yeah, I sell out of Mississippi and Louisiana. So there's two nurseries that I sell out of majority, and then the eastern guys take over from there, but... Yes, sir. Okay. Because, yeah, I know when we talked on the phone, you were, I think, driving through Mississippi or something um, like that. Yeah, I was so. I was in a meeting in Mississippi. Yeah. Then, and I was yeah. I was with our Shibuta Nursery. And, uh, yeah, I was that, that's what I was doing. So I basically sell from Mississippi to Texas, Texas to Missouri. Okay. Hey, everyone. Future Seth here. I wanted to hop into the episode real quick to give a special shout-out and thank you to our sponsor this month, Davis DeBose Knight Forestry and Real Estate. We really appreciate their support on this month's episode. And you're going to hear a little bit more from them later on in the show. But for now, let's hop back into our conversation with Jeff about reforestation. Jeff, I guess we need to start with a base, uh, probably a dumb question, but what exactly are we talking about when we say reforestation? Well, basically, when we say reforestation, we're, we're, we're looking at a piece of property that, that's a renewal cut. Um, a renewal cut is one that's been totally harvested, and you're looking at reforestation uh, process, where, and there's many ways to do that. Um, Seedlings is one way to go, and of course, natural would be the other. But I guess we'll talk about seedlings today. Okay, awesome. And yeah, I know a lot of folks um, have probably seen the the the, the clear cut area with the stumps, or we, we or like to call it a renewal cut. There we go, renewal cut. It's a it's a it's a working it's a working process. A renewal cut is is a a, a better process mm-hmm. than than calling it a clear cut because that that comes to a like a conclusion that's really not what we do in the south we we renew renew the forest every every time we cut it so and I, and that's kind of one of the things that we're trying to do w- with this show is, is teach people and maybe change their minds a little bit instead of calling it a clear cut it's a renewal it's cut, it's sustainable you know? there you go yeah it's sustainable that's what that's we want to do a big word that we love here in the forestry industry is right. sustainability um and trying to get people to know that even though it's empty right now, that's not going to be the case. That's for not long. the end of it. Yeah, a clear exactly. cut. A clear cut would would mean that it there's something bad happened to it. No, this was planned. Mm-hmm. This was the part of the process. So I guess let's kind of if if you could, uh, you know, why is reforestation a part of the management process? I know this kind of falls back to the mm-hmm. sustainability side of everything. Well, it's well, it comes down to money too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been proven that replanting would grow faster for everything that's going on and when you have a return on investment is basically what you're looking at and seedlings are the best way to go with that if you do a good site prep 
site preparation on your property. You select the right type of seedling uh, for your for your area, and then you let it grow. And of course, you thin it, and then you look at another renewal cut. So when we when a landowner or a company gets to that spot, I guess they go to someone like yourself to kind of talk about, okay, what, what's the next step to make, getting this back to where it was? They can, or they or they talk to a consultant. consultant uh, okay. Either way, we sell a lot of trees to consultants, so that's a great way to go, or they can come to us. We're really not in that process. We do the we do the growing of the trees and, mm-hmm. and put it, like a large company like Arkansas, like Green Bay, they would come to us. They would ask our ideas of what, what, what could do better for us, what genetics to pick on their mm-hmm. property so they can pick up their process and you know picking the right genetics on on a property is, is the right way to go and there's a whole lot i'm i've quickly learned that there's a whole lot behind um picking the right tree you're talking about genetics i never thought that that would even be a factor before i started working here right we graft our trees our pine trees just like a, an apple orchard would select the right apple on their property mm-hmm. we select the right pine seedling for the north arkansas area central southern into texas and south texas and louisiana and all those parishes and in mississippi mississippi is kind of unique because they can take an eastern tree from the north from the north carolina state co-op or they can take a western tree from uh, texas a&m so you've got a lot of throws i think mississippi was actually in the co-op with western gulf and then they got out and, mm-hmm. and now the state of mississippi's not doing anything in um Uh, improving their process but maybe they'll come back one day (laughs) hopefully hopefully um well let's kind of talk about we we, and you kind of mentioned it uh, a little bit but what are some of the different ways that people can implement landowners or even corporations implement the uh, reforestation process on their property Um, call a consultant and do a turnkey process with them um call a, a large um there's there's companies out there like um acorn outdoor services uh superior forestry that that do turnkey processes. Um, uh, consultants work with them also. Um, they can call us, or they can do the process by themselves with um, cost shares and stuff like that. You know, uh, in some of the most of the episodes that we've, we've done, we've kind of jumped around the the whole process a little bit. You know, starting with management plans and consulting foresters, and now to the reforestation process. Uh, you know. So we're trying to trying to paint a picture, a broad picture of what that process looks like and all right. the different avenues folks can take. Right. Well, if if like say if they decide to pick pick a, a consultant, they'd meet on the property. Mm-hmm. They talk about what type of better better work, lack of work, a chemical needs that they would use on their property because the if if nothing was done to it, a lot of things would sprout up. Mm-hmm. And in, in order to get a, a clear cut or a, a renewal cut for the trees to get all the nutrients and all the moisture on the property, you need to get rid of what's there. Um, and it, and it creates a, like a hard, hot burn that, that natural, natural the world would do how pines would be a first succession, uh, species. And it creates that process. And then we put the pine trees out there like it would do naturally. Um, that's basically the start of it or, some some people would do other other ways to doing it, like leave a few trees and let it seed in. Mm-hmm. That process is a slower process, and you really lose about ten years on that process. Where the seedling process, you don't lose any years whatsoever. And if you you don't value your time, um, a natural seeding would be fine. But if you value your time of money, um, then seedlings are the way to go. 
So with <clears throat> seedlings, because this is this is your specialty, I know you mentioned on the phone to me that there are a couple of different types. And correct me if I'm wrong here. There's the container and bare root, correct? Right. right. We we grow both bare root and container. Um, most most people will will do one or the other. Um, there's two companies that you can get uh, ours and another person that, that does bare root and container. Um, so the container would be like it has a pod of soil around the soil mm-hmm. and the roots are protected the whole time and it's and it's pretty pretty proof uh if, if you machine plant uh, a, a container tree you're looking at almost bulletproof uh bare root is gone uh, is is a tree that's just straight out of the ground and put in a bag or a box and you can do that really well with machine planting it's it's a little bit more difficult to hand plant and that's one of the processes that you you want to talk about um uh, hand planting versus machine planting. Mm-hmm. Uh, machine planting, you'll usually get better survival. Um, with hand planting, if you're behind them, you, you can get a lot of good survivals, but you have to know what you're doing and, and make sure that they're planting correctly, not J-rooting, not L-rooting. Uh, a machine will, will dig the trench deep enough where it won't do that. So there's the uh, the hand planting is a little more of an involved process to make sure things are surviving and growing the way that they should it should it should be more of a management process you should be behind him making sure because every time he reaches into that bag he's looking at your 25-year investment Mm -hmm. if you think of it that way there you've got 10 guys out there and each one of them is every time he reaches in his bag he's putting your future Mm -hmm. out there and you really need to be behind him on that managing that that process if you're not well that's not good. It's just like throwing <laughs> throwing items on a shelf and but hoping that they don't break. Almost, you just not you're trusting ten guys from another country with your investment. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got a lot of you know you just you just clear cut your own property and you're spending a lot of time, effort, and money, and you're not managing them. That's not that's not a good that's not a good uh, process. Gotcha. So with with you guys with Ifco, uh, do you see? Uh, I guess is container more popular with you guys, or is bare root? What, what's no, what's we, the we, go-to? we 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 did the bare root. Let's let's back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. We we were a container company for for a long time, mm-hmm. and then we we decided to be a, a bare root company because because okay. Warehouser decided to sell five nurseries. Mm-hmm. Well, being capitally strong as a company, he our owner said, and we were only owned by two people, mm-hmm. uh, two people in South Patrick Mobley and Preston Mobley. And they decided to uh, buy all five nurseries, so we did. We did that, and uh, we went into the bare root market pretty hot. Um, so we honestly don't care which tree you choose. We just we put the genetics in what what bound you like a container or bare root. Okay. It's not us to make that decision for you. Mm-hmm. We'll give you the cost, of course. The cost is cheaper with the with the bare root because you have more processes in the in the dirt mm-hmm. and growing the container and we grow um, we have like just say Evans Louisiana we have uh, twelve pivots and we grow four point two million trees under each circular pivot wow. that would be like a a circle crop like a corn crop that you guys see out in Arkansas or I don't know if Arkansas has it or not but de- definitely Iowa and Nebraska mm-hmm. you'll have it watering it and it's a technology from Georgia where uh, there's a lot of farm and in Moultrie's where our um, our uh, corporate office is, and he took the pivot system as as a tray, and we have our trays at four and a half feet, so no one's bending over to 
to do this process and it's mm-hmm. it's really good on the workers and it's and it's easy on growing it um, but that's basically it for okay. the containers how we grow it but so well you brought up something that I guess people need to realize is when they do go to start this reforestation process, they do probably need to have an idea of which that they want, either the container or the bare root, right? Or, or they can make that decision during, I don't, don't run, uh, it's good to get a consultant mm-hmm. to, for that so they can run their, for their property, know what kind of dirt they have and have a plan um, to see what they can spend on it. Um, okay. As if you had a, a clear cut that didn't didn't yield a lot of money you don't have that luxury of yeah. buying a, a a container and and machine plant it but you might have to hand plant it and cut costs there it really just depends on what what your internal rate of return is going to be at the end and um and consultants do a really good job of showing what you can earn mm-hmm. from the soil that you have and not all soils are equal as we all know yeah yeah okay well, uh, Jeff, I tell you what, let's kind of take a quick break r- right here. Um, okay. We're going to hear a little bit more. We're going to take a sponsor break. DDK proudly supports the AFA. In 1962, Mr. Jerry Davis started DDK with a core value of wanting to help forest landowners. With the professional services that DDK provides, they allow landowners to have complete confidence in their portfolio, knowing that their property is managed at the highest level from an expert team with years of experience. Give Davis DeBose Knight Forestry and Real Estate a call today and let them help you begin your land legacy. 501-219-8600 or visit them at forestryrealestate.com. So Jeff, we're on the tail end of our conversation here. Uh, sure. There's a couple other things that I want to talk about before we wrap up. Uh, but on average, I guess, how long does a reforestation process take? And, and I guess this depends, too, on if you're doing machine or hand, right? As far as the process, you mean like the process um, from when they decide to plant to, to the seedling going out or or the process from the seedling going out to the next renewal cut? Uh, from, from them deciding to the seedling going out. Okay. It, you're looking at it. There's, there's two things to really pay attention mm-hmm. to. Um, if you have a harvest late summer, um, there's a little weevil that might cause you a little problem, like a Paley's weevil. Mm-hmm. If you clear cut and then you plant right behind it, like two months behind it, say you're planting in November or December, these Paley weevils could come out and um, eat, your, eat your little seedlings and, and girdle. It's a Paley's weevil. You can look it up. Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not good that you put out seedlings that quick behind a clear cut or you may get away with it and you just don't want to do that you can treat a container with ptm uh, pine tip moth treatment and it will give you a two-year window of no pine tip moth and no paley's weevils but that's an expensive process with a chemical into the into the plug and you will get protected but um yeah you just have to watch what what can get you um in the springtime once things warm up so you don't really want to plant right behind a clear cut if you have a six month window then you're looking at that but if you clear cut like say december january or february and you mm-hmm. had 12 month ground a 12 month ground meaning operability it's not wet you you can operate uh, a skidder a cutter and a, and harvest it any time of the year and you got your really good return um you're looking at Probably spraying in the summer, late summer for site prep, mm-hmm. and then um, burning it possibly if, if if you have a plate location that can burn it to clean it all off and get 
to the bare mineral soil where the seedlings can do really well. Burning's optional, of course. If you have a rocky site in, in Arkansas, you may have to rip it uh, and not and not uh, do your chemical until later. It just depends on your property. And then that fall, you can start planting a container tree in September mm-hmm. um, if you have soil moisture, even in October, and then all the way till uh, March or April. With a bare root, you're looking at a December window to a January window, February, and you can squeeze it onto March, but you're taking a risk with the with the with the bare root. Then. Okay. So you're looking at a year's process basically wow. from when you're renewal to at, at at best case scenario. And then once you've got trees in the ground, I guess specifically with with the product that you guys have, from trees in the ground to ready to cut, what's that? How long does that usually take? Of course, if you did your spacing, and we can debate spacing forever, <laughs> yeah. and everybody loves to, to, to debate spacing. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to get into that topic today. It, it's whatever you guys decide to do, mm-hmm. and, and I'll give you the benefits or the or the, the positives and the negatives. If you, if you go to low density, though, you really need to watch your genetics because not all trees will grow up. They they'll they'll tend to grow out and get lazy and get really limmy. Mm-hmm. And then you're stuck with pulpwood forever, which is a, depending on where you are in Arkansas, you can't get rid of it mm-hmm. to five, 10 bucks. A, uh, in some places in Arkansas, you can't even get rid of it now. So, yeah. so you're looking at basically a first thin, which is 12 to 15. Uh, some, some places, if you have a really good dirt, 11 years old, you can thin. And, uh, I think the the bell curve, the, the classic bell curve forestry growth would be twenty year twenty five is um, when you'd want to do another renewal cut. Okay, and in, I'm asking all of this just to give folks who maybe aren't even a part of the forestry industry that may be listening to this an idea of how long this process is because it's not trees aren't like um, you know rice or corn that they just it's, pop up every year. It's, it's it not takes every a year. while. It's not every year. It's uh, you're looking at two cuts. Or three cuts, mm-hmm. and depending on what your what your program is, yeah. And so, you know, hopefully, people they see that renewal cut space and don't instantly panic. You right. Know, we uh, patience is is key here to yeah. It's see a, a, a long term process, and that's mm-hmm. why I, I I highly recommend you be behind a hand planner when you're there because you're you're sitting your whole twenty five year process mm-hmm. is every time he reaches in that bag. Every time he opens a hole in your your ground and then packs it, I mean it's just just hard to fathom them that you're not behind him and um, making sure he does a really good job. And I know we've heard folks talk about uh, here in Arkansas the issues that they've had with the pulpwood that they've that they've yeah. grown. You know, like you said, they just can't get rid of it or it's not worth anything. So again, going back to what you said earlier in the episode making sure that your investment your 25 year investment is is planted right so it grows how you want it to grow so you can sell it how you want to sell it in the future is is a big part of this whole process right and if you go say i'm not i'm just going to skip the pulpwood process well you got to really watch your genetics mm-hmm. um you just have to um and i and i'm not sure you can get away with just you'll probably do one thin but you'll get a little bit of chip and saw in that first thin, mm-hmm. which might bring some people there and then you'll wait another seven, eight years to, to clear cut it gotcha. or renew cut it. So let me ask you this, and, and I know you we mentioned that you kind of work primarily in Mississippi and Louisiana, uh, and some here in Arkansas, but not a whole lot. But do you know how many trees are replanted, I guess, just in the south each year? In the south, it's over a billion. Okay. Um, wow. There's, there's different companies. Uh, 
you know, Weyerhaeuser plants a lot of trees in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay plants a lot of trees, a client of ours. A lot of southern consultants plant our trees down here. Uh, Charles Pirtle, mm-hmm. really well-known Arkansas guy, he planted some of the best genetics this year on his property, and he, he did a renewal cut this year on his property. And it's it, I'm hoping really good things from his property. And uh, so we do a lot more in Arkansas than we realize, but uh, – um, no, no, yeah. I mean, just I guess I was just hoping to get that number. You know, of how many oh, yeah. in the south a, are planted? Yeah, yeah, about a, bill, mm-hmm. about a billion. And mm-hmm. we at our company, we do two hundred ninety million. Wow, that's between container and bare root. Mm-hmm. Now, and and let me ask you this: Is this it, are a billion trees being cut each year too, or do you know that? Well, the space the space for a billion trees is being cut. Yeah, okay. And I don't think. If, if a billion trees were cut, then obviously it would be more property than that mm-hmm. because you're looking at 100 trees to 150 trees per acre on a renewal cut mm-hmm. where we replant anyway, anywhere is from, I'm just going to say the old-fashioned way, 726 an acre to uh, 350 an acre, depending on what, what regime you put down. So, gotcha. so we put more trees back than we harvest mm-hmm. 99% of the time. So there's no tree shortage in yeah. the world in the South because we're, we're a renewable resource, especially in the mm-hmm. South. We're not taking old growth, anything going on. Um, so a pine plantation is probably on its third, fourth generation. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not anything that hasn't been done to that property before. And again, that's another thing that we kind of harp on or want people to understand is specifically in the South, you know, and, and I'm sure this is the case in other parts of this, the country, but specifically in the South, we're not just taking the trees out of the ground and just leaving it. Like, again, right. this is a renewal. We're doing renewal cuts. And there's, this is a and there's different resource. goals for people to harvest also. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a long, we have a long line of longleaf. Uh, we're the largest Southern longleaf provider in the south and longleaf is getting a headway across the south trying to renew its area and we're a big part of doing that so landowners that want quail or sunlight mm-hmm. and they can burn every other year um, they have different goals and just grow in timber they want to grow wildlife so longleaf is an option up here in arkansas there's some part of the watchtas where people want um uh, short leaf mm-hmm. and we're the world we're, we're largest producer of short leaf which just sounds big but it's really <laughs> it's really not a big deal but we produce the most short leaf and we sell the most short leaf um, which a short leaf can take a fire up into mm-hmm. Wachita's and it's made for that um, so if you're looking at wildlife that's that's a process we do for each owner we, we t- we'd like to cater to the owner we're not just uh, timber mongers who throw out loblolly and grow it we, we, we listen to our, our customers and we want what they want and we try to sell them what they need to provide their goals Mm -hmm. so uh again i guess let me ask this just to make sure it's crystal clear here jeff before we start wrapping up Mm -hmm. if if there is someone out there who has questions do they need to start with a consultant or can they give ifco a call yeah they can call us or they can call the consultant um you know there's people we work with and we'd recommend and Mm -hmm. um a consultant is an excellent way to go no matter what you do Mm -hmm. when you even for you if you're if you're a, a savvy business owner, most most people have consultants that they use, and and they had that consultant for that clear or that renewal cut, mm-hmm. and it was a planned process, and and um, they made sure that the, everything went well on the harvest. Um, if they don't, and they just wound up 
doing it themselves and they're going to do it themselves, then, yeah, they can call us and we can help them with the process. Um, I do that with a lot of landowners. Okay. Yeah, and again, we, we, we make sure people are aware that there are people like yourself, mm-hmm. like consultants out there that are willing to help. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call or right. shoot an email. Just right. you know, If you have a question, I had ask a, it. I had a call this morning, and a guy was doing 33 acres, mm-hmm. and he's doing it all by himself. So and he's in Texas. He, 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 just, he just picked up a planter, and now the planter's trying to get the trees today. Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> I wrote his trees yesterday. It, it's not going to happen today. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to get in the gate today. That, that's why you really want stuff to happen mm-hmm. in a process. And he's, he, he luckily got a planter. He luckily got the trees yesterday because I, I, I generally don't have that many trees by this time for a cut, cut in it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen his property. I don't know what it's going to look like when he's finished, but he is machine planting. So um, I, I I hope he. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Good luck to him. Good luck Cause, to him. Because he's he's winging it. Yeah. And that's not a good process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. But it might be. I don't know the man. Yeah. Other yeah. Than talking you know, to him on the phone for thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there are people. If you aren't as confident as this gentleman sounds as he is, uh, you know, Cons- reach out to somebody. Yeah, ask, ask questions. Consultants, uh, industry people in the industry will help you. 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, we're, foresters are really nice guys 99 percent of them are great guys and mm-hmm. they they want to talk about trees they want to they want to do what's right on the property um if, if you listen to anybody they'll, they'll help you out and and there are people out there who are in this business because they love the land and they want to see it flourish and they want to see you know forests come back after a renewal cut that's that's, right. that's they love the land and yeah. so they're there to help that's right and and that's all we really care about talking about. My my kids get sick of me talking <laughs> about it. My my son told me to say Linda Dendrum Tulipifera because that's his favorite word, mm-hmm. which is yellow poplar. But he he wanted me to say that, so I I just got that out there. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Uh, well, Jeff, is there anything else that you want to add or anything you want to say before we start wrapping up here? No, there's a lot of good companies, a lot of good consultants out there, and um, you know, just a, it's it's a great process. It's a great industry. Um, we're we're lucky to be part of this part of this process, and I look forward to another twenty years doing this. This is, this is a great, fun time to do. All right. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you coming down and uh, talking with me today. Thank you so much. Um, and and if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us here at the Arkansas Forestry Association. You can find our contact info on our website at arcforest.org. That's A R K F O R E S T S dot. And we want to give one more special shout out to our sponsor this month, Davis DeBose Knight Forestry and Real Estate. We really appreciate them and their support of the show. We also want to give a special shout out to Rob McCormick slash some guy named Rob for the use of our theme song, The Same Love. That's off of his album, The Folkster. You can find a link to his website and uh, on on the description of this episode, and you can find more of his music on Spotify. Well, we'll be back next month with a new topic, a new discussion, and a new voice of forestry. 